Hello and welcome back to Rainy Day Podcast, where we are both completely stable. It is your host, River. And Nico. I'm knitting needles. Well, today's episode is a paranormal episode. And Nico is in a very interesting mood at the moment, but we're not going to go into that. Um, Why you attacked me, okay? What? I don't know, but anyway, this- answered your own question, you're like, what? I don't know. Okay. Um, Okay. This week's beautiful state for episode 16 is California. Is it? Yes. I know. What? (laughs) Everyone, give it up for your host, Nico. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're gonna need the the drum roll a lot in this episode. Just 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 heads up. Well then you you find the drum roll. I don't, I don't know what drum roll you used. I don't know what drum roll I used either. Great job. Well I didn't save it. Nobody told me to save it. What do you mean you're speaking as if this podcast is with multiple people? <laughs> The ghosts. <laughs> yeah. The ghosts that live in my yard. Fair. <laughs> well, should we jump into today's episode? I don't know. Should we? Because, I don't know, I might pronounce things wrong and I don't want to. Okay. I will be okay. there for your assistance. Um, so, I, I did, um, oh my, you're on my document. Yes. That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I did um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the video that I was watching, it pronounced it Sarah Gordo, Sarah? but I'm pretty sure it's Sarah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Sarah. I think the subtitles were just crap again because subtitles suck sometimes. Okay. <laughs> So, I did the Cerro Gordo Ghost Town, which is also their mines and stuff. So, I have to expand my notes because I can't see. Okay, there we go. So, the Cerro Gordo mines were, or the, the town, okay, I can read. Um, yeah, it was, it was once a place where people could make a good living and, like, they, they had a lot of, um, they were good for silver mining because you know the, the the mines and stuff and whatnot and yeah. <laughs> so the promise of wealth and money drew people into the American West, as um, history goes. You know, people wanted money, so they were like, "Hey, let's go to California and um, gold." <laughs> gold. And yeah, people mined mine mined it. Oh wow, mine for gold and silver and uh since they weren't renewable wow renewable um the the veins of the gold and silver mines and whatnot they like they ran dry so yeah the towns and the mines that surrounded the towns including the Cerro Gordo town were abandoned so Cerro Gordo was 
basically founded in 1865. Yes. And uh, people uh, went there to start mining silver, and they smelted the silver in furnaces and stuff. And, um, yeah, the, the, when people started settling there, um, conflict arose between the new settlers and the indigenous people that had already lived there, and um, the the natives started to kill the new settlers' cattle because they couldn't um, get food. They were basically starving because um, the cattle interfered with the natural like life that lived there, mm-hmm. so they couldn't get any food. Uh, and they had no other options. And so, yeah, um, I might have skipped a few bullet points again. Because I'm stupid, but it's okay. So, eventually, the Yellow Road was created. Oh? What? What? Oh, I think I heard myself over. Okay. I, I heard a noise, and I thought you said something. Nope. And, um, this was a path from Cerro Gordo to Los Angeles, and Belshaw, who was a guy who helped create the town and the road, and, well, his company, um, it owned the Yellow Road, and all of the, like, silver and gold and all of the other goods that passed through the road were taxed, and he basically got a bunch of money, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he had a partner named, um, how do you pronounce that? Beaudry? 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 I think it's Beaudry. I think it's Beaudry. Okay. Yeah, so they had, him, Belshaw and Beaudry had, um, complete control over the Cerro Gordo area, and, yeah. So, Los Angeles was basically, like, built on the riches of Cerro Gordo. And, um, uh, eventually, because of the promised wealth in the American West, people started moving more over to the West. Um, yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with Manifest Destiny, because I know that happened in some time. But, yeah, that happened, too. Um, yeah, so eventually the quote-unquote Wild West died, and Cerro Gordo died with it. So, yeah, that that must have been fun. <laughs> okay, so in the 1920s, only ten miners remained in Cerro Gordo, and more recently, um, this guy from TikTok, I do believe, um, Brent Underwood, became... Sarah Gordo's under un, uh, oh wow uh, owner he is like, an he American entrepreneur yeah he bought the town yeah that that's not really relevant to my story but yeah he bought the town so that's cool I guess and on to paranormal things because that's what we do here um, and also, I'm really stupid, and I can never find anything good for paranormal things. But, I'm pretty sure I got some stuff, because there was- I got murders. I- there's murders, but I don't know if there's actually, like, a bunch of, like- Like, I know it's haunted, but I don't know 
the stories behind the hauntings because I, mean, I can never find anything behind the hauntings. Once we're done with the states, we can always do other things from California too and other places. I can't wait to start doing yeah. like international ghosts. That those are fun. Yeah. Because each of the states have like a lot of things too. Yeah, because like especially California, because they have like the Hollywood sign and the Cecil Hotel, and oh, we got the Hollywood sign. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, that's I love that story. It's so cool. And Alcatraz. Ooh, Alcatraz. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, we're gonna cover those someday. Someday. Um. So. Uh. Oh my god. There are many murders. Sorry, I was I was getting texts and I my it distracted me. <sighs> I'm sorry. Uh, How dare people? Many murders took place in Cerro Gordo, and um, a mine actually collapsed on like thirty people um, while they were still in the mines, and their bodies are actually still there because <gasps> they could never like get them out. Ooh, that's awful. Yeah. Okay, and then in the Belshaw house, um, people have been, um, touched or jumped on when they're sleeping in one no. of the rooms. Yeah. Mm. And the Belshaw house is also home to the, uh, story slash legend, whatever you want to call it, that children were locked into a, in a chest and, um, they died inside of the Bel- Belshaw house. So, and people speculate that that might be what's touching or jumping on people while they're sleeping is the children that died. Oh. Yeah. Um. And how do you, oh god. Alphonse? Uh, Benoit. Yes, that's how you say that. I think, I I think, because that's how I put it in my notes, so, yeah. Yeah, Alphonse Benoit was... I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that name. Um, He was shot in the poker room, and there's a bullet in the wall, and um, there's a blood stain below it. And people claim that sometimes when they're in the poker room, that they can't be in the poker room anymore, and they have to leave. So that's a thing. And Mr. Belshaw's spirit is said to have been seen by some people um, somewhere in the town. I don't exactly know where, because the thing I was watching and reading didn't clarify. And yes, that's my story, and that's the end of my story. Yay! Yay! Oh no. Oh no! You good? Yeah, I got a text and it may be important, so. Ah. Well, anyway, so my little, I guess, what would you call it? Would you still count it as a case? My story, there we go, for today, which most of it is true and most of it is the backstory And this is going to be a really long, really long thing. So, my topic is the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh. So there's a lot on this. 
So, Sarah Winchester was born in either 1839 or 1840. They would call her Sally because that was her grandmother's name, and her grandmother had passed before she was born. She grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. Her father, Leonard, was a carpenter and made carriages. His mother, Sarah, said they would... Wait, what? Oh, her mother, who was also named Sarah said they should be intelligent and upstanding members of society. Which is like... I don't know. Some some goals right there. Um, she would hang out with her fa- in her father's wood shop, and that is how she got interested in architecture and design. Sarah's mother was very well liked in the town, too. Before Sarah was 12 years, years old, she was already speaking five different languages. English, French, Italian, Latin, and Spanish. She also played the violin, piano, and organ, and she enjoyed Shakespeare. The higher-ups, that's also important. She enjoyed Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. (laughs) The higher-ups would call her the Belle of New Haven. The neighbors were the Winchester- their neighbors- What? Oh my gosh. I made a mistakey stake. Duda, duda. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, their neighbors were the mis. mis- <laughs> we're doing great. We're doing great. Their neighbors were the Winchesters. The two families clicked and were super close. Sarah was set up with William Winchester. They married September thirtieth, eighteen sixty-two. They were super happy together, even though the marriage was arranged. She was very quiet, but she would always talk to William. They had one child named after William's late sister, Annie. I don't know if Nico's still alive, but... Oh, I'm sorry. I... I... I'm sorry. I had to yell at one of the cats, and then I kind of forgot to turn my mic back on. It's fine. I just wanted to make sure you were okay because of the text. I didn't know if there was, like... I don't know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You good. That's cool. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Okay, they had one child named after William's late sister, Annie. Annie was born on June 15th, 1866. Sadly, she passed away on July 25th, 1866. She was diagnosed with marasmus, a protein energy malnutrition, so she couldn't absorb any nutrients from her food, so she basically died of starvation. Uh, Sarah, Sarah became super reclusive and... The two lived with William's parents. They had big money and owned a clothing company, and William was the heir to all of it. William's father, Oliver, began investing in the rifle industry, and the two hired a mechanic named Benjamin T. Henry. They invented the first repeating rifle that could fire 15 rounds per second, named the Winchester Rifle. They founded the Winchester Repeating Arm Company, and William's parents promised to build a house for William Sarah. And it would overlook the factory. Which is like... Yay, they got a house. But overlooking a factory? That's probably very loud. Um, Sarah did a lot of work for the house um, with with Henry Austin. Uh, William and Oliver began to get super busy. She fell in love more with architecture. But unfortunately, in 1880, Oliver Winchester passed away. He left a huge chunk of the money to William. William had been sick for a while with tuberculosis, because it was it was just the times, and he passed away three months after his father at the age of 43. 
She inherited the fortune, which was about two, wait, wow, 20 million plus 50% of the stocks. When she moved to California, she began managing her own money. Oliver taught her a lot about money because the two were very close. Also back then, it was like, most of the women didn't, most women didn't have like this much money. And if they did, it belonged to their husbands. So this made her like insanely rich, rich, not only as like a person, but as a woman, which was like kind of like, you know, big thing. Well, that wasn't in my notes, so that's why it was hard. Um, rumors went around. <laughs> yes. Um, rumors went around saying she went to a medium. Uh, allegedly, the medium said that Sarah would should head west and said that she would be haunted for the rest of her life by the people killed by Winchester rifles. She said Sarah had to keep building on her house and if she stopped, she would die. She headed to California and bought her house at 525 South Winchester Boulevard in 1886. The house was a two-story farmhouse with eight rooms. It was built on 45 acres and had fruit and nut or or orchards, not orchids, orchards. Orchids, wow. <laughs> it was named Yanada Via because of a vacation spot and the Piranis that her and William once loved. She worked on the house and hoped Isabella and Estelle, her sisters, would live with her and they would bring the their children. She built a space for them and got she built a space for them and got them their own homes. It would be that uh, oh, she built a space for them. Basically, they were like, nah, and then they got their own homes, and they said that it would be because San Jose was, like, a super isolated area at the time. Two years later, in 1888, Sarah's niece, who was called Daisy, moved in and was Sarah's favorite niece. She lived with Sarah for 15 years until she got married to Frederick Marriott Jr. It is said that Sarah had been working on the house 24-7, the team was made of 16 men. Sarah met with the foreman and discussed what she wanted built that day. It is said that she would spend the previous night in the seance room and would ask the spirits for what they wanted and what she was going to build. Sarah also had 18 servants and 18 gardeners. She paid them super well and bought them homes. Sarah also welcomed anyone in her house. Her head gardener, Tommy Nishihara, was a Japanese-American and lived in California. So, in California, Japanese-Americans were super discriminated against. His granddaughter's middle name then became Winchester because the two had grown very close. The renovations were in the Queen Anne Victorian style. The house had its own gas manufacturing plant and its own water tower, which is pretty cool, and an enunciator in the home, and a light would light up in the room she needed to talk to, and she also had brass plates in the corners of the staircases because dust wouldn't collect in the corners, so it'd be easier to clean. They also had both hot and cold water, so all of this was, like, super, like, cool for the times because most places didn't have this. Um, there are stairways that lead to nowhere, trapdoors, secret passageways, a skylight on the floor of one room, spiderweb, win spiderweb windows, cabinets that lead to 30 more rooms, Staircases that have stairs inches apart, winding hallways, and in the second floor they have a door that leads to the outside of the house. 
They also have windows decorated with Shakespeare quotes in the ballroom. They said wide unclasps the tables of their thoughts. And these same thoughts, this little world. World. Wow, I said that very New Jersey-like. Um, so... (laughs) Because, again, she loved Shakespeare. It became a... 24,000 square feet foot house wow with 2,000 doors 10,000 windows 52 skylights 47 stairways and fireplaces 13 bathrooms 6 kitchens and 17 chimneys and there are about 160 rooms but no one really knows because again there's cabinets that lead to more rooms and there's secret passageways that still haven't been found There are also no blueprints for the house, and people think Sarah was trying to create some kind of labyrinth. Others think she was inspired by Francis Bacon, and that the rooms and symbolisms are puzzles. They think she could have belonged to the Rosicrucians or Freemasons. Followers of Francis Bacon believed he wrote Shakespeare's work. So again, she was very obsessed with Shakespeare. Um, But then, that is again just speculation. In 1906, the Great San Francisco Earthquake destroyed a good amount of the home, and the seven-story tower didn't survive, and the rooms higher up in the house caved in. Sarah was in the daisy room because of the flowers on the windows. Uh, The workers had to dig her out of the room, but the room itself didn't face any damage. All the rooms destroyed were cordoned off. She told them to leave it and not destroy it. She bought another house in... Atherton so she could be closer to her family like Isabella and Daisy. They say she she slowed down constant... Wow, in my notes it says they say she slowed down constitution. (laughs) But it's it's construction. (laughs) They say she slowed down construction because her health started to get worse. Uh, September 5th, 1922, Sarah passed away at the Winchester Mansion. Construction came to an abrupt halt when people found out she passed. People left a half-hammered... People left the house, and they they even left half-hammered nails inside the house. Um, And Sarah gave everything in the house to Daisy. She also gave $3,000 in an income of... Uh, $200,000 for the rest of her life. Did that make sense? I'm not fully sure it did. But, December 16th, uh, T.C. Barnett bought the mansion and subdivided the property. A man named John Brown wanted to buy the mansion, so he signed a 10-year lease and could buy it after the lease. He planned to build an amusement park inside because he built the first roller coaster that went to a complete stop and then would go backwards. This never happened due to local restrictions and that people actually wanted to see the house in the historic beauty. In 1895, people painted her as a mad woman by the San Jose Eastern News. John Brown decided to do tours and called the houses haunted. Haunted houses began to become more become like a big thing in California especially. And so the rest of the property though became the Winchester Park. Harry Houdini, in Halloween 1924, visited the home to debunk the idea that the house was haunted because Houdini didn't believe in ghosts. 
Harry went with two other magicians and left with more questions than answers. He helped solidify the name of the Winchester Mystery House. So this is when we get into some theories. So her favorite number, a lot of people believed her favorite number is 13, and this is debated because she had 13 pane windows, 13 staircases, and 13 paneled ceilings, 13 bathrooms, 13 windows in the bathrooms. Um, they said that Sarah would sign her name 13 times, and that, well, it had, like, a lot of the things had, like, 13, like, parts to it. They have a tour on Friday the 13th, and the bell chimes at thir- the bell chimes 13 times in the 13th hour, which would be 1 p.m., People said these claims were ridiculous and that 13 things were added after, like, after her death. Another thing debunked was the visit to the medium, because Sarah's doctor actually recommended it to her to better her health and to create more of a hobby. He also told her to build a house because he knew she loved doing it and that it would make her happy and healthy. In the early 90s, the house became vacant and the city owned it soon. Staff headquarters would be outside. Uh, they said they experienced many ghosts. They say that the third floor is the most haunted, and it is said that's why they don't bring people up there because of it. That's where the servant quarters is, and it is also isolated, so you can't hear anything else in the house when you are on that floor. A mustached man is seen in the basement working on a wheelbarrow or in the ballroom working on a fireplace. He is seen in tours very often. And a lot of the time people are like, oh yeah, who's that man? Like, good job setting that up because that was like super spooky. You even made him look see-through. And then the people who do tours are like, that, that was not a guy. (laughs) Um, So he is also in old pictures that you can see. And when people were working on the house, uh, he is referred to as Clyde. He is in the front and center kneeling down in a picture we will post. Um, people will feel their shirts and pants being tugged on, or they will feel something brush up against them. A man working on a ladder felt a tap on his back and then felt a whole hand on his back. That, And literally after that, he just left. Like, he didn't even finish his work, he just left. Others who have lived there named Debbie and Ernie woke up to an alarm clock and it kept going and they couldn't find out why. It would happen every night. It would happen between 3 to 4 a.m. Debbie was on... Yes? I just said ooh, because oh. 3 and 4 a.m., that's kind of... Spooky? Yeah. Uh, Debbie was on the phone, and a hand grazed upon her head. Their dog, they would take to like double-check all the rooms to make sure people weren't hiding out or things like that. Uh, but the, dogs, the dog would have refused to go down one hallway. The dog would quiver and be super nervous. Denny, a maintenance man, heard footsteps while by the water tower, and they would get quicker. He went up the stairs, and they would get ahead of him. He got up to the roof, and the footsteps stopped and were heard by his bedroom? Wow. I don't think I wrote that, right? But basically, the footsteps stopped, and he was kind of like, where did the person go? Cause, and then he was like, oh wait, it was a ghost. Um, <laughs> in the room Sarah was trapped in, the daisy room, the tour guide heard a sigh. Then she looked in the hallways and no one was there except a shadowy figure heading around the corner. 
and it was a very small, shadowy figure. Sarah was about 4'10 and less than 100 pounds, so she could have been the small figure, and the daisy room had been unsealed, which it had been sealed before because she didn't want anyone in it, and she might have been mad about that because she was just, again, really scared of the room, so maybe she was just disappointed that it was opened inside. A newspaper came out when they talked about the house and the medium. Sarah asked everyone if they could leave because she was upset and wanted to be alone because they this is when she started getting painted as like a crazy woman who was just like building these houses for because of like ghosts and things like that um history fun, painted fun. what i said fun fun sorry <laughs> history painted her as a crazy woman but she funded a project of a hospital that helped cure tuberculosis and made it clear to the hospital that she wanted everyone to get treated, no matter their wealth. Um, it was then named William Wirt Winchester Annex for tuberculosis after her husband. People say that this house was her biggest gift to society. That is the end of my kind of all-over-the-place story. Fun. Yay! Now, on to everyone's favorite part that is totally not pre-recorded and I'm totally not talking slow so I can find the video. You had the video up already. I did, and then it deleted itself. How does it delete itself? I don't know. My phone is a mystery. Follow us on our Instagram at rainy underscore day underscore podcast. Visit our website at rainydaypodcast.webnode.com and go to our Spotify where you can look it up as rainy day podcast. <laughs> our email is a rainy day podcast at gmail.com and our Facebook is rainy day podcast. And there's a group and a page and they are linked. So there. Thank you guys for listening. Woo! Woo! Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.